Hello, my beautiful introvert friend. Welcome to episode number three, where we are going to look at the introvert stress response. We'll go through the four types of stress responses and what they mean for introverts, what's going on with you, and how we make it so much worse by what we do afterwards. So you will leave this episode with a better understanding of what's going on in your body, feeling more empowered and less off kilter when you have stressful, anxious, introvert experiences. So the term stress response describes what is going on in you. So physically, biologically, mentally, and emotionally. So essentially what it is, is, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but it is our, the way that we respond to a perceived lack of safety, to, to a threat, and our body goes into protective mode where our, you know, think how do you feel when you are experiencing stress? Like maybe your, your palms get a little bit sweaty, your heart races, your face flushes, maybe some, you feel your, your stomach drop. Um, so what's going on is that in your body, you have your, your brain has decided that there is a threat out there whether it is actually a threat to life or not doesn't really matter. It just sees, yes, it is a threat. And then it creates a cascade effect of chemicals that signal to the body to change the way that they're functioning to ensure your survival. So typically that looks like um, moving resources from more long-term systems like your digestion or your immune system and taking that that energy and putting it into places that will help you to to get away so you have more access to energy to run away um, or to perceive like your your senses change you get really focused on specific things and um, like perceive additional threats so that you can take care of yourself. So when our body is having this kind of experience, then we've got our mind on board and our mind is, is the meaning maker. So not only is it looking at what the perceived threat is, but it's looking at the way that you feel and deciding from that whether something is a threat or not. So when your brain notices that you're in a stress response, then then it's like, oh crap, I'm in an unsafe place here. And it creates this negative feedback loop. And this is especially, can be especially strong in introverts who have are very um, inwardly focused to spend a lot of time thinking and analyzing this uh, this this mechanism can often get triggered it's very sensitive um, and it can get triggered and just like go into hyper hyper movement very quickly in ayurveda we call this being vata aggravated and vata is the, the elements of air and ether. So I like to think about it as like a hurricane happening in your brain where the thoughts are going a million miles an hour. We've got the overwhelm and the anxiety dials turned on. And sometimes we even feel like our heads are floating or we're like our bodies are going to like float off into the hurricane, kind of like Dorothy um, in the tornado. 
So however it shows up for you, it's probably uncomfortable and you probably don't like it and you probably want it to go away, right? Um, nothing wrong there. The stress response, it is designed to keep us safe. It's designed to give us information. So there are four types of stress responses that we have kind of agreed upon. Uh, and knowing that as always the human experience, we can have variation and you might experience kind of two or more at the same time, but we tend to have standard general ones that we, that we default to. So the four stress responses are, there are four stress response types and as introverts, we have a little different flavors on some of these. The way that they show up for us might be different from others. The first one you'll probably be familiar with is the fight response. So uh, under stress, there is a tendency to, to for, towards aggression, towards for an introvert, it tends to be more focused on criticism, on judgment of, uh, of other people, of yourself, of really like getting into this ruminating circle where you're blaming and maybe you're even um, venting with people. With the fight response, there can be emotions that come up that are, are more like anger, frustration, that tends to get bottled up or um, find an outlet in numbing activity. So you just like remove yourself, like you remove yourself, you are removing yourself from the situation, but you're actually like feeling more um, agitated and combative. And then to calm that, you might go smoke some weed or zone out on television. Then there's the flight response where you're, this is like the classic hide of, um, you don't necessarily feel like angry or frustrated. You're just like, oh my gosh, I just need to get away from here where you, you're like, you're, you are activated and you want to get deactivated as quickly as possible. So you might just like check out, you leave a meeting without saying goodbye you um, don't call back someone, you don't email them back, you just avoid that feeling. Then there's the freeze response. This is where you go blank, right? Where you move into the land of, I don't know, where you lose access to your discernment, to your inner wisdom. It's the classic deer in the headlights where like all systems on freeze. I don't have access to um, greater decision-making. I'm just kind of paralyzed here. And this is a situation that like, like you can come, it can be momentarily, but it can also be uh, over a longer period when we don't access, we don't f create a way to access our, creativity and our problem solving. And so we end up like not changing the situation. The fourth stress response is the fawn response. So fawning in the sense of like, 
um, adoration or just focusing on another person. So creating safety by taking the focus off of you and putting it on to pleasing someone else so that that person can then like, like if they're happy, then the situation is defused and feels and feels better to you. But it's at the expense of your ideas of what you really want. So this can look like people pleasing, loose boundaries, not saying no, overworking, uh, just listening instead of sharing ideas. And it, this is different than just being an introvert and just list, like listening and, and taking in information because underneath it, there's a certain stress level that is fueling it. While I just described some negative aspects of the stress responses, um, I want to really, really emphasize that stress, it's a natural thing. Like nothing has gone wrong. There's nothing wrong with you if you go into one of these stress responses and behave in these ways. Like this is just your programming, your safety programming, and the way that it plays out in your particular version of being human. That said, the way you respond to stress, it's often feels very automatic. And as such, you can feel like you don't have control over it, but you actually do. You can change how you respond to stress. And the reactivity of your nervous system is malleable. So your nervous system, that is what takes in information from the outside world and then takes it to the brain where it perceives it as threat and then transmits that threat to the rest of your body. And, and introverts, they tend to have more, more easily reactive nervous systems. And again, nothing is wrong with that. But we can learn how to decrease the reactivity and build your resilience so that when stressful things happen, you don't respond as strongly and um, <clears throat> then it becomes just less stressful overall. So there are things you can do before, in the middle and after a stressful experience. And we're gonna focus our next episode on looking at ways to build resilience and to handle that. But right now I wanna really focus on what happens after you experience a stressful situation because this is pivotal in um, in the level, in the overall amount of stress that you create. Because the way that you look at the story that you have about your stress will either create more stress or create less stress. So what you make your stress and how you respond, what you make it mean about you really matters. So for example, if you're feeling anxious in a situation, like um, you're feeling angry, you're in your fight response that your colleague spoke over for over you, you might make that mean that you don't belong in that work anymore, that you can't work with that person. It's not for you. Or 
say you don't know what to say when you're at a family dinner and your uncle asks you about your work. You go, go into the freeze response. You know, he just asked you a question and then your whole family gets quiet and looks at you and you're like, ah, oh, nothing's coming. So you might make that mean, I can't handle family dinners. Or that final fawn version, your friend might invite you to a party and you feel like, oh my gosh, like they're inviting me to a party. I don't really want to go. I really need time alone. You, you get, you feel anxious. You go into a fawn response and you say yes, right? You say yes. And then they're all happy. And then it makes that situation just for that moment. It feels okay. Right? But then afterwards, you're thinking about it and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm not going to go. I'm not good at saying no. It's better for me to just avoid people in general. Right? So each event, each example of feeling stressed, of being in a stress response, like is just one moment. But then afterwards, what you make it mean turns it into something so much bigger that can create so much more stress for you. And not just stress, but shame, feeling of not enoughness, isolation, like it really feeds into bigger habits and ways that you see yourself into the the ways that what you see is possible for you and how you are as a person. Like it, it just explodes. When really all that's happening is that you are an introvert and in that moment you experience stress and you responded a certain way. That's it. Period. Done. So what I want you to start doing is separating out the momentary stress response from the bigger story of what you're making it mean. And you can do this by just noticing like, hey, I had, you know, this meeting yesterday and I had a stress response. I, I, I did like, I, I didn't like how I behaved. You can look at that and say, hey, I'm an introvert and I had a stress response. That's all that is happening. So, and there is one caveat here. You cannot use this against yourself. What do I mean by that? So often I see people who define themselves as introverts or having ADHD or having something else, and they make that definition define what is possible for them. It's like, well, because I'm an introvert, um, I should avoid speaking up at meetings because I am an introvert and I get anxious easily, that XYZ is not for me. And I want to offer that there are no limitations. You can do and try everything. Like you can resource yourself. If you want to be a public speaker and travel the world public speaking, you can learn the skills not just to speak, but to be an introvert, to be someone who feels anxious and speak right? It's probably going to look different than someone who is an extrovert and does not feel the same kind of stress. There are things that you can do to support yourself. 
So you don't have to feel held back. You don't have to use your definition of yourself as a um, as a box, but more as information to help you know that, hey, like this is something I need to take care of. This is something I need to include. This is something that is, this is a part of me. I am an introvert, so I need to do things my way. So you are not your introversion. You are not your stress. You are not your anxiety. You are a human being that experiences anxiety. You are a human being that has introvert tendencies. They're not a problem. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.